Hey, everybody, it's Matt. As we kick off our Growing Greater podcast, I want to thank the team at Kreischer Miller for their support. Kreischer Miller is a leading independent accounting, tax, and advisory firm serving the greater Philadelphia and Lehigh Valley areas. The Kreischer Miller team is driven by their mission to serve their clients and their colleagues and their communities with passion and integrity and dedication. The professionals of Kreischer Miller, they've built a firm that is uniquely responsive to the dynamic needs of private companies where they help business leaders smoothly transition through growth phases, business cycles, and even ownership changes. Kreischer Miller's clients quickly adapt and respond to changing market opportunities and challenges. And those characteristics, well, they drive Kreischer Miller's focus on being a responsive, decisive, and forward-thinking organization. You can learn more at kmco.com. That's kmco.com. And join me in thanking the team at Kreischer Miller for their support of our podcast. This is Growing Greater. Growing Greater. Bringing you the stories of economic growth, job creation, and business success from across the 11-county community of northern Delaware, southern New Jersey, and southeastern Pennsylvania. Now, here's Matt Gabry. We don't make videos. We tell stories. Stories with heart. Stories with humor. Stories with something to say. That's the motto for the company featured on this episode of Growing Greater. And successfully telling stories, well, it's no easy task. And we here on Growing Greater, we kind of know that all too well. From award-winning branded content and commercials to acclaimed short films and animation, the team at Something's Awry Productions, they are fusing imagination with invention to create videos that everyone remembers. This family-owned business, founded and headquartered in the tranquil rolling hills of Chester County, Pennsylvania, they begin every project with a simple yet singularly important question. What's your story? We had the opportunity to sit down with one of the leaders and founders of Something's Arrived Productions, Amy Theron. And here, Amy tells us the story of their company. So we are a small production company that does branded content, mostly for toy companies and other companies worldwide, nationally. We mostly do animation, 2D, 3D, and stop motion animation. We also do live action in combination with animation as well. And you're a family-owned business. Yep. Share with us a little bit more about how that came to be. So the principles of our business are myself and my three sons. We also have other employees who are not (laughs) members of the family, but we have been working together for years. So when my sons were younger, they started learning how to do stop motion animation. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Think of like the Lego movie. And They started learning how to do that with Legos, and they entered some contests through a crowdsourced platform called Tongle, and these were contests for Lego to create videos to advertise DC superheroes and Marvel superheroes, and we created some stop-motion animated videos for them, and lo and behold, they came in second for both. Wow. 
and that's kind of what started the whole thing. So I should ask, how old are your sons? First of all, what are their names? How old are they? And how old were they then when they entered this contest? Yeah, so Chris, Curtis, and Nick. Nick and Chris are 22, and Curtis is 26. So you have twins. Yep. Nice. And they were, I think, Chris was 14 or 15, I think, when they started winning money for it, I guess. <laughs> they started doing it very much earlier, like when he was 10. Yeah, So he's gotcha. been doing it for a long time. Gotcha. So when did this start to take shape in a such a way that you thought there might be something here? So once we started sort of doing different projects and making money from them, we were kind of like, ooh, this, you know, we didn't realize you could actually get paid for doing things like this. <laughs> So I've always been a a really good organizer and planner. Mm -hmm. I was in advertising. I used to work for PNC, Delaware, as their advertising manager. And then I ran my own company, a high-end photography studio, for 12 years. So I've always been somewhat, you know, entrepreneurial, and I love organizing things, and my children do not like organizing things, so right. our, <laughs> so good our skills were very well matched because they just like to create and write and do things, and they're perfectly happy with me managing everything else. And right. I, I like meeting with the clients and doing service for the clients, and then they can just sit back and do the creative stuff. Right. Gotcha. So do you remember that moment when it started to really take more of a shape and instead of just being a hobby that you started to say, you know what, we're going to charge for this. And and I guess the best way to ask this question, Amy, is how did you get your first client and who was it? So the way we got our first client was through a platform. It's a crowdsourced platform called Tongle. Mm-hmm. And basically, uh, they're located in LA, but what they do is they do crowdsourced video production briefs, and they have major companies. So they work with Lego and Mattel and you know Warner Brothers and some other companies as well. And what they do is they post the briefs online on their platform, and then you can say, oh, I'm going to bid for this, or I'm going to try out for that. And you have to put together like a pitch deck and Gotcha. So it's like an RFP process. Yeah. Yeah. And then the company will come in and say, all right, we like, you know, this one company or these top two companies, and then they hire you to do the video. Gotcha. And did you guys score your very first submission, if you will? Like you, you responded to an RFP and you got it? Well, so that was the Lego that first thing that we did was the sort of the Lego contest. Gotcha. Yeah. So that was back, God, seven years ago, maybe. Okay. (laughs) So it's changed a little bit since then. But yeah, so we won our first two things that we did. And Amy, I'd love for you to dive in a little bit more and talk with us about the name. It's a pretty cool, fun name. Something's awry. How'd you guys come up with that? So originally we wanted to call it Digital Mayhem, but that was taken. Interesting. Yep. So Curtis came up with Something's Awry and it sort of fit well because everything we do, most of the things we do have some element of comedy or they're slightly awry, I guess you would say. Yep. So it just felt like that worked really well and then i don't know if you saw our logo but we have sort of the umbrella that pops up the wrong way and gotcha because something's awry yes yeah something's right (laughs) was there any discussion about that or were you guys like yeah that's it that's cool that sounds right i can't even remember i think i think we thought that sounded pretty good that described us pretty well yeah we're we're a little off kilter (laughs) right right in a good way (laughs) that's right so amy take us back to the kitchen table in chester county where you and your sons live and the discussion you had how many years ago 
to ultimately shape this into a company? So I guess we formed the company about four years ago as an LLC, and we had already been doing a lot of projects, but we, we sort of sat down and decided, well, you know, let's see if we can make a go of this, and we did. <laughs> and four years later, you're booming, or four years later, you're like, okay, what's our next job going to be? Yeah, so we have had a lot of success along the way. I mean, it's pretty amazing the people that we've gotten to work with. You know, most of our clients are in L.A., like Warner Brothers and Mattel and Lego and all kinds of people. We have international clients, so we've really, you know, the amount of work that we've gotten accomplished in four years, I always think like, wow, that's <laughs> pretty amazing. That's a pretty amazing, but uh, we would like to continue growing, you know, hire some more people, yeah. sort of expand into like original IP. You know, right now we mostly do branded content for others, but we would also like to do our own stuff. Now, it's one thing to talk about the work that Amy and her team are focused on every day, and it's another thing entirely to actually watch and experience their engaging creative results. In this video, created for Lego, the Something's Awry team created a stop-motion animation that's entitled The Beatles' Lego Yellow Submarine versus The Sea Monster. When a sea monster and a fisherman tangle, it's up to John, Paul, George, and Ringo to come to the rescue. And they do it in their iconic yellow submarine that's made entirely out of Legos. The Beatles use their building skills to face a few out-of-this-world challenges in this colorful adventure. The video was created using stop motion animation. It's a style of animation that is carefully captured one frame at a time with physical objects, in this case, it's Legos, that are repositioned between frames to advance the action. Within two days of its release, this specific production, it was viewed over 2.5 million times and shared over 35,000 times online. That's incredibly impressive. And this is just one of the many stories that the team at Something's Awry Productions have expertly collaborated on and created. So as we continue our conversation with Amy, let's thank the team at CBRE, who are, like the talented professionals at Something's Awry Productions, also helping their clients by providing collaborative and creative solutions. CBRE, they are a leading full-service real estate services and investment firm. They have offices around the country and around the world. They offer a broad range of integrated real estate services, including things like strategic consulting, property sales and leasing, mortgage services, property management, investment management, appraisal and valuation, and so much more. For the professionals of CBRE, it's all about building long-term relationships, and they do it by connecting the right people with the right capital and the right opportunities. And they do it all while maintaining a laser-sharp focus on creating winning outcomes for their clients, employees, and shareholders. They seek input from others and embrace trust and collaboration. You can learn more at cbre.us. That's cbre.us. And join me in thanking the team at CBRE for believing in us at Select Greater Philadelphia. Now let's get back to our conversation with Amy. 
So, Amy, I know you were sharing with us that uh, you grew up in the Washington, D.C. area and moved to Greater Philadelphia to attend the University of Delaware. And you really have made Greater Philadelphia, Northern Delaware and Southeastern Pennsylvania your home since that time. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about the community of Greater Philadelphia, especially compared to other regions of the country and frankly, the world, because you've had a chance to travel a little bit, it sounds like as well. And do you think the initiative that you're embarking on and the work that you and your sons and your colleagues at uh, Something is Awry Productions would be as successful if you were located somewhere else? Well, first of all, we love this area. And there's so many opportunities that I think people who maybe live in L.A. or New York don't realize are available here. And also... Just one small thing is the mm-hmm. traffic. <laughs> but every time I go to L.A., the traffic is just ridiculous. But we're very happy to come home from L.A. and go back to our beautiful scenery that we have in you know southern Chester County. The other thing that I think is really unique is that everyone in this area is so excited and helpful to help us produce what we do here. For example... We did a series for Hot Wheels, and they were a series of music videos, and we had to do different genres for each music video, and each one is set in a different location. Mm -hmm. If you were in L.A. or New York, you wouldn't necessarily have a huge amount of locations to choose from, so we were able to talk with all the people in our area, and we got to work at a carnival to do one style. We took over a bar for a day and did another one. We went to a roller skating rink, so... They're just all different local businesses that were so excited to help us Mm -hmm. and let us use their facilities, which was awesome. And then, of course, we have a lot of local production talent that we use as crew and then actors. And for the music production itself, we work with Tribe Sound Records in Westchester. Mm -hmm. So they did all the music for us. You know, we do work with writers all over the world. We have another writer that we use a lot in Alabama, and we have character designers that are from Florida, but we always like to use local people as well whenever we can. Yep, yep. So in that spirit, I want to step back again to, I guess, five years or so ago, because you've been doing this now for four years, and you may have started these conversations about structuring a company and getting a little bit more serious about this kind of skill set that your boys have and that you feel you can harness into a company. Were there obstacles that you were encountering that you know, when you step back, you weren't expecting to encounter as you kind of stood up this new initiative? I think... Most of the obstacles were sort of in my own mind. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> Thinking, oh, we're not in L.A., we're not in New York, you can't have a production company if you're not, you know, especially animation. But it turns out you can. Yeah. And, you know, I wish I had sort of known that earlier. <laughs> right, right. Because you would have gotten there faster. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't have been sort of questioning myself as much. Sure. But the more you did it, the more you were like, oh, okay, this is totally doable and we don't have to live in you know, L.A. or New York, we can stay where we are, which is awesome. Right. So you've been at this now, leading the shop at Something's Awry Productions for a little over four years. Where will Something Awry Productions be in three years and in five years? Hopefully we will be represented by maybe someone in L.A. who can take our original ideas and shop them around to different networks or, you know, Netflix or Amazon. And we will also hopefully be working for 
companies still doing the branded content, maybe expanding more from just doing more kid-oriented things to other markets mm-hmm. as well. So how do I ask this next question, Amy? I'm trying to think of a way to put it that brings it back to greater Philadelphia in this notion of talent, because you want to expand, presumably, right, mm-hmm. and grow. How easy is it to find somebody that meets the specific talent needs of you and the team at Something's Arrived Productions? So I think there's a lot of local production talent. I mean, we have some awesome people that we work with already. Mm -hmm. One thing that we've not explored is animation. I believe it's Drexel or Temple has an animation program. So I feel like we could do a better job of, you know, finding local animators. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that we need to work on. But in terms of production itself, I mean, there's a ton of talent here and also music production as well. So the pool of talent doesn't worry you in greater Philadelphia when it comes to, you know, growing an animation or stop animation type studio like something's Rye Productions. No, I would say it might be a little bit harder to find than actual animator Mm -hmm. in this area. But with everything else, I think there's a ton of talent. What does worry you? In general or... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, when it comes to the company. (laughs) That we can keep going and keep expanding and keep finding more business. You know, we're trying right now also to, most of our clients now are national clients, but I would like to reach out to more agencies and companies in the Philadelphia area and Mm -hmm. get more local business. That's one of our goals as well. So there's always that worry, like, where is our next, you know, job going to be coming from? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And speaking of that, as much as you want to share and as comfortable you are in sharing this, how is business? I mean, you're generating revenue. Are you generating a lot of revenue or are you like just putting food on the table and, you know, worrying about how to make ends meet? And have you seen year over year growth? We've definitely seen year over year growth, but it is, you know, sort of project to project. Last year we had a huge year because we did two series for Warner Brothers and Mattel and everything. This year we haven't gotten series, but we have a lot of sort of one-off projects. Mm -hmm. So that's given us the chance to work on our own stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think if we were busy doing, you know, not that we wouldn't want to be really busy doing, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, branded content, but it has allowed us to develop some of the projects that are personal and that we want to yeah. continue on. So right. it's a hard balance. Like you said, we want to be busy, but we also want to have time to develop our own projects right. as well. So Amy, here's my wrap up question. If you want to add anything, you're welcome to, but what do you want listeners to know when they're listening to this conversation about Something's Arrived Productions? What do you want them to kind of think about and appreciate and and know about the effort that you and Chris and Nick and Curtis have put into this? I guess we would want them to know that it's not really the size of the company, it's the quality of the talent. I think we have a lot of talent, and I think we are able to produce things that you would have no idea that weren't produced by you know much larger company than we are. Also, I think in terms of location, again, you don't have to be located in LA or New York to come up with awesome projects that people are amazed by and, you know, really value. 
with the team at Something's Arrived Productions continuing to produce captivating stories from right here in greater Philadelphia for their clients who are located around the country and around the world. We are anxiously looking forward to their next creation. If you like this episode, please be sure to rate and review our podcast and share it with friends and family and colleagues and through social media too. Be sure to check out other inspiring episodes of our Growing Greater podcast at radio.com or wherever you listen to your podcast or at selectgreaterphl.com slash podcast. As we wrap this episode, we want you to know that it was made possible in part by the team at Coral Homes. Coral Homes is a boutique hotel experience like none other, providing customized services and thoughtfully designed travel accommodations. At Coral Homes, their guests experience designer living, high-quality comfort, state-of-the-art technology, and 24-7 top-shelf amenities. For authentic and extra-special accommodations, make your next stay in Philadelphia at Coral Homes. For a night, a week, a month, or even longer, it's Coral Homes. Learn more at mycoralhome.com. That's mycoralhome.com. And join me in thanking the team at Coral Homes for believing in us at Select Greater Philadelphia. Growing Greater is presented by Select Greater Philadelphia, a council of our Chamber of Commerce for Greater Philadelphia. Select is the business attraction organization for Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania, and helps to grow the economic vibrancy of our collective community by attracting new businesses and new jobs to our region. Special thanks to our program producers, Elena Carmazin and Maricela Juarez, along with the great team of marketing and creative services professionals at our chamber. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in anytime and anywhere you get your podcasts or online at selectgreaterphl.com slash podcast.